Hey, what up, though? Welcome to the SL2K podcast. Uh, before we get into this week's episode, I uh, wanted to shout out our sponsors, uh, SSWI. Uh, first up, at SSWI Game Nation is the Twitter, and you can reach out to them. They are our official content partner uh, for media and highlights and coverage. Uh, they do a great podcast every week, a uh, live stream uh, via their feed. So make sure you check that out on their YouTube, and you can catch uh, SL2K mixtapes as well over there. So appreciate everything they do for the community. Also, wanted to thank you to uh, NBA 2K Plus. Uh, they're our sponsor for the NBA 2K Plus SL2K Plus Invitational Tournament uh, that's going on right now. We're going to talk a lot about it on the podcast. Uh, you can catch them at NBA 2K Plus on Twitter. And they do a lot of work in the community, uh, a lot of reach out and covering the game and covering the various leagues around the community. So definitely check them out and appreciate everything they do for us at SL2K. And last but not least, the sponsor of this podcast, uh, Next Level Entertainment. You can catch them at Next Level ENT underscore. Uh, and they are sponsoring all types of media uh, acts and artists as they uh, try to get to the next level in their careers uh, through media uh, promotion and retweets and sharing. So definitely appreciate what they do for SL2K. And thanks, everybody, for listening. we got a fun episode. Uh, we got a guest making his first appearance, Rich Bailey, a.k.a. Jackie Moon. And we also got Piff on the podcast because they're actually friends in real life, uh, and they go back a little bit on the 2K uh, circuit. So uh, check out this podcast, a uh, brand-new episode, episode 15 here, uh, the SL2K podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm out of your league. This is Spotlight. Yeah, Arrow getting greens. That's a stoplight. We can take you out the picture. That's a crop, right? And let the chickens fight each other. That's a cockfight. The SL2K, I got around to it. A lot of leagues, but none of them amount to it. And it's free when it really comes down to it. And since I follow them, I had to add the bounce to it. Huh? Hey, what up, though? Welcome to the SL2K podcast. I'm your host, Prophecy, Commissioner of SL2K Pro-Am. You can reach us on Twitter at SL2K Pro-Am, and you can hit me up at Prophecy underscore SL2K. We have the voice of the people, 24-7 Piff. You can reach him at 24-7 Piff on Twitter, Piff the Legend, joining us on the podcast today once again. What up, though, Piff? Yeah, what's up, brother? We live out here, SL2K podcast. We in the middle of the NBA 2K+. Plus tournament it's going crazy i'm dropping 30 bombs on suckers you're getting a <laughs> lot of juice and dirt in today it's gonna be a good one listen up yes sir we got a juicy one for sure uh as a segue from that we have a member making his first appearance on the podcast talking about some of the uh things going on with this team today we're going to get into it some drama going on on the twitter feed and behind the scenes uh, that we're going to cover a uh, member of the on me gang you can catch them at the on me gang on twitter and you can follow him at big bailey 30 on twitter uh he goes by rich king aka jackie moon uh what up though rich yo what's going on prof what's up piff uh happy to be here man Definitely. Thanks for joining the podcast. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you uh, also opening up about some of the things going on with your team. I know it's uh, some tension and some vibes going on that we got to get into and, uh, and dissect here and see if the Omni gang can get back into the playoff hunt. They've had a little drop off here as of late. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about some uh, other things, the NBA 2K Plus Invitational. Uh, we're going to talk about off-season rules and format. Uh, going into 2K19, we dropped a post today on the feed uh, trying to get some of your feedback about what you guys think we should do uh, regarding off-season activities. There's a lot of different uh, fun things we could try to execute. Uh, we have a couple of more weeks uh, than we did the last off-season, uh, so we can definitely try to work out some fun uh, scenarios and uh, things going on with the off-season and SL2K uh, going into Season 3 as we finish up uh, Season 2 here in the next few weeks. It's coming up quick, man. Uh, August 15th is the end of the season, so that's only a few weeks away. Uh, you guys have been 
been doing a great job. Uh, tons of teams have already finished. Uh, so first, let's get the background uh, on Rich King, the listeners, uh, some background information on how Rich uh, got involved with SL2K. Uh, let me ask you, Rich, uh, how long have you been playing 2K and uh, what's your history with the game? Uh, how long have you been on the sticks here? Well, my first 2K game I ever got was 2K6 with Shaq on the cover in a Miami Heat jersey. So, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know what the Lakers were. You know, I was a Dwayne Wade fan growing up. You know, as a little kid, I had, like, Dwayne Wade jerseys and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I've been playing 2K ever since then. Um, obviously, I've been playing on it ever since. I didn't get on in 2K14, but I got on 2K15, and ever since I've had a my player, you know. Been in the, been in the park, you know, over 1,000 games played each year at least, at the very least. Um, you know, stay getting it, honestly. So it's been about... You know, what's that now? Four or five years? Really competitively okay. playing. Interesting. So you're mainly a park player. You you didn't really get into the program side. You you focused on the park now? I, I've been playing both uh, a lot of times. Um, in 2K15, I played a lot of games with the team. Uh, the MHP, the most hated players. Um, coach of that, Padre Yeo. Uh, uh, they're on the top 100 a lot of times. Um, honestly, I play with them. They, I play with them for most of their like uh, chunk of the game because th- they've got to play like hundreds and hundreds of games. So I played a few hundred games with him like uh, a couple years in a row. But when it came down to like tournaments and stuff like that, you know, he always had his like five and whatnot. So I kind of looked out to other leagues to kind of get get my own, you know, time on a good gotcha. tournament and whatnot. So. So you're one of those guys that posts E6 experience with with uh, one third of the games played for the team. Uh, E6 experience on top 100 teams, uh, four time intercontinental champ. You're one of those rich king guys. Is that is that what you do on uh, Twitter to get a get a spot in the leagues? Uh, you know I don't. I mean I won't <laughs> post that just because it's cheese, man. It doesn't make any sense. It's like yeah. I got experience. It's like saying you know. Um, it's like saying I went to the Super Bowl, you know, you didn't even play. You're just on the bench. It's like, okay, all right, you went. Like, you're great, man. I don't know. I still don't know if you could perform there. It's whatever. Right. True that. True that. So uh, what are your goals and aspirations as a player? Uh, you've been playing more competitively now in leagues, obviously, with the SL2K. Uh, what do you want to accomplish as a 2K player uh, in the next year, the next couple of years? What are you looking to do? Uh, the generic answer would be to, uh, you know, make the league or whatever. But to be honest with you, I just like, I, honestly, I like it where I'm at right now. I like being able just to be busy all, all year long, um, have a reason to grind. You're my player and whatnot. Have, just have a reason to just, I don't know, study the game and honestly figure out, you know, the ins and outs of 2K and whatnot because it's a game within itself. Just doing that, uh, you know. Yeah, for sure. You go back with Piff also, uh, Piff on the podcast today. Uh Tell us about your relationship with Piff. Uh, I, I think he had something to do maybe with your coming into SL2K. Uh, uh, what do you uh, know about Piff as a player, and how do you guys uh, uh, relate to each other on the 2K circuit? When did you meet up? Well, to be honest with you, being a big man, I always look out for good point guards, and I met Piff. like He's a 99 now, but I met Piff when he was only like 92, 93. I met him out in the park, and he uh, you know, picked me up. We played a lot of games together. We ran a little bit. When we were running for the Combine, getting those 50 combine wins in around with them a lot so we had a good five you know just shutting out teams i mean played a lot of good been a lot of good 2k then um you know kind of been playing with them ever since i kind of got off for a little bit when uh during the season one i wasn't really playing too much 2k and then um he hit me a hell about it and he's like hey man you know check out this league you know you should come in and it's full of great guys because i was asking about what leagues are good and whatnot because i was trying to join the, the ncaa and you know, the other ones and whatnot and just wasn't working out 
And then I, the second I joined SL2K, you know, I actually got on with uh, Triple Threat. I ran, like, I think, like, 20 games with them in the first season. So, okay. with, like, with LJ Boy and them. So, you know, um, but obviously he's a center. So, you know, I didn't really fit too well in the lineup. So, I kind of just, you know, I kind of floated away to a different team, you know, on me game. But, yeah, man, honestly, instantly just found this. Everybody's cool. Everybody's playing. You know, nobody's really... You know, nobody's really excluding anybody else. Like, even if you're, you're trying to play, you're trying to, you know, everybody's, everybody's going to get a shot to play in something. Yeah, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm glad you found a home with us and a team to play with. Uh, Piff, how long ago were you a 92, man? How, how, how long does that go back in your uh, ranking up to 99? Um, I believe I hit, like, 92 in, like, October. Jeez. That's crazy. So tell me about what you know, uh, Piff, about Rich King. You played with him uh, for a little bit longer than most people have experienced him in the league. Uh, tell me about how you played. I think you played with them as a teammate and also against them in matchups. Uh, so tell me a little bit about both sides of that, uh, how you see Rich and the Omni gang. Well, Rich, Rich is a good player to do what he does. Like a lot of people have to understand that certain positions need to be utilized for certain things. And me, myself, I recognize that. I don't know if a lot of teams do because I see a lot of bad playing and jamming. So when, when me and Rich play, what's awesome about him is he trusts me. So he listens. So when I tell him to do certain things, he just does them. So our game just flows. Because people don't understand that. Um, that pure post score has a really high mid-range. He could even hit the corner three. So we can play the five-out ball with him sometimes. And then sometimes I'll drop the ball and I'll tell him, go ahead, eat in the post. And it's hard to stop a post player. Like, they're big body, 340 pounds, 99 strength. So, you know, you kind of just got to utilize the players that you have and work with them to where their strengths are used. Like, when, um, when I played with the Army gang, because, you know, they, they were cool. They invited me over for a game. Our game flowed smooth. I put everybody where they needed to be. You know, I called things out. Let's run cross. Let's run this here. Rich, go ahead. Take, take the big body post. Rich even, I think, banged out three three balls sitting in the corner because I, I would penetrate and kick out to him. And he was patient enough to stay there instead of trying to come and jam the paint like a lot of centers do and get me more, more than double teamed, you know, because then there'd be three people in the paint with me besides just the two defenders. So that worked out. But then when I played against him, um, the team is a little up in the air. They, they don't really um, spread the floor. They don't really... I don't, I don't know if they don't speak because I've never been in there when I played against them, but they're very congested, very clogged, very everybody's running behind this person. Everybody's next to this person. Nobody's ever getting that one-on-one -on -one matchup, and getting that one-on-one -on -one matchup is what really makes the Pro-Am game easy because, you know, you open up the door for a lot of back cuts. You know, like I said, Rich could pound the paint. A lot of centers can. Um, guards could fly by their man. You got slashes on wings that could cut through. And it's all just spaced out. So it's more just the voice on the team that's going to determine, like, how your offense is run. So when I, when I run with Rich, he plays wonderful. He, he plays great because he, he listens. You know, he respects my opinion, respects Gmail's opinion. So when we're talking things out, he knows where to go. He knows where to be. He knows when to help. We're calling all this out. It looks more like when he's on his team, they're playing more like freestyle basketball, like pickup park ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played a couple of walk-on games, uh, well, team arena games on an amateur court. Uh, so, you know, when they quit out, it didn't, you know, 
end up being AI matchup, but I, I was fortunate to run with Rich today, actually, before this podcast. I would agree. He's he's very quiet uh, on the mic in terms of like he doesn't, you know, shout himself out or uh, tell everybody what to do or anything like that. He kind of plays his role and he, he does what he sees on the court that he can help the team do. Uh, definitely a good rebounder inside. And I saw a lot of like Kevin McHale things going on in the postgame drop steps. Uh, really good getting inside and finishing patient uh, when he gets the entry feed uh, from the guards. And he also makes that nice outlet pass when he gets the rebound. So does all the right things on the court. I really had a fun time playing with Rich uh, for sure. That was a fun couple of games. Uh, Rich, tell me about uh, what Piff was saying in, in terms of your team. Any any feedback or perspective on that? Are you guys a little bit cluttered uh, running around your offense when you don't have a, a you know floor general on the court directing traffic and stuff like that? Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, 100%, honestly, uh, the point guard position is something that's really been struggled with this year. And when we, we played against Piff, okay, matchup, we'll get right into it. We played against Piff, okay, um, in a 2K plus tournament matchup, and we got killed by 30. But the whole time, it put K-Rod at the one, which K-Rod's never run the one before. Um, he just doesn't because, you know, he's obviously a two guard. He's a shooting guard. He's just our guy. So... Um, the whole time I'm telling him to make these switches, he's making switches left and right. You know, they're running five out balls, so the matchups have to be exactly right or they're going to expose, you know, whatever matchups isn't right. And it just kept getting exposed and the changes weren't being made. And, I mean, I was trying to be that voice when I'm coming out, but, you know, a lot of people, if you're not that voice from the start, then it's just like sometimes people don't uh, want to hear that voice at the same time. But, you know, um, we don't really argue a lot, but, uh, they, they didn't really want to hear. Uh, they didn't really hear that voice. Um, I don't know. I guess you got to be a ninety-nine to direct a team. <laughs> yeah, they respect. They respect the ninety-nine too for sure. Uh, so let's talk about that pool play. You were, you mentioned the two K plus tournament. You guys matched up in a uh, SL two K and chill. Oh, that's Piff's team uh, playing against the Omni Gang. You guys had a matchup. Uh, SL two K and chill was victorious, I believe. Piff held up his end of the bargain. How many did you have in that game, Piff, against the Omni Gang? I had thirty-five, thirty-seven. Okay, thirty-five, thirty-seven. You, you predict. Well, the reason I ask is because you did predict thirty in every game of this tournament. So we got to call back uh, the box scores a little bit and have some accountability on that bold prediction that you made. Uh, what was the other game you guys played? Uh, the Spartans SL two K and show. How did that game go? Yeah, we matched up against the Spartans last night. Um, it was cool because honestly, I mean, let me give this out. Spartans have been trying to match up with us. They have not ducked anything. Like, every single day, we've been trying for, like, an hour at least. So we finally had to take it to walk-on. And walk-on is complete trash. Like, none of us had great games. Um, I can't even dribble on walk-on because the latency is so different. I wasn't used to it. I should have went in there for a game before and, and just dribbled around a little bit. But um, they, they played well. They, they had a big uh, interior falling out also. Like, all those guys over there are super cool dudes. Like, when, when, when I go in their chat, they show me mad love. I show love back. We, we joke with each other. You know, I got no, no ill feelings towards them. Just super nice guys. They were ready to play. They came out. And they, we came out on a big burst. They caught up around the second and third. They, they actually took the lead for a point. On, uh, by, by, by one, they went up. And then we were killing them on backdoor cuts. Um, weren't able to switch to zone. That's another bad thing about um, walk-on. Yeah. We couldn't put defense into a 3-2 to really stop the raps because, you know, that, that, that's the easiest way to stop a rap. Just just go to 3-2. So their, their um, stretch was hitting. Like, that boy could shoot. Shout, shout out to him, to Kurt. That, that boy could shoot. 
But at the end of the day, you know, we're a little too tight defensively and we speak a little bit too much on rotations and offense. When we got the fast break going, and again, I, I dropped the 31 bomb. Nice, nice 11 assists. Um, I didn't shoot good. I only shot 70%. I missed all my three-pointers. I, I went 0 for 4 from the three line because I, I just wasn't used to the latency. But I can't complain too much. You know, at the end of the day, we, we caught a dub. I think we won by 17. I, I, I did as promised. I dropped the 31. Shout out to the Spartans, though, for coming and matching up. Shout out to the Spartans for after the game for still showing love and being cool, humble, respectful dudes, except for their point guard. Their point guard was a little salty. I don't know why. Um, so when I spoke to Zoo, which, you know, we had a little talk with Zoo. Zoo the guy, shout out to him. Super cool dude. But, you know, he made some statements. Uh, Piff is going to drop 30 on me? Oh, hell no. I averaged 35 in this league. Well, truth be told, dude, you got shut the down. Uh, I think you dropped four points. We clamped you up. And that's that. But what Zoo had told me after we went is that um, his point guard, oh, you mad now? Or oh, so you mad now? Or whatever his name is. <laughs> he, um, Zoo pulled out that he had a mismatch because I picked up Zoo for defense. I, I put Cryptic on the point guard. You know, he's our he's our uh, sharp defender. He he's he the ISO ball. So I threw him on the point guard. So my matchup was Zoo. So Zoo is 6'9 or 6'10. So he was calling out to the point guard that he had a mismatch, meaning, you know, he, he could drop me off because of his height, you know, on wraps and crosses, and he should have been firing. The point guard and Zoo had a little argument and disagreement about this, and the point guard left. They're chatting like the middle of the third quarter because of this. Mm. He like left his team. So after the game, you know, I'm saying good game to everybody. The team's saying good game to everybody. You know, it's it's all respect at the end of the day. Before the game is fun trash talk. Nothing personal. It's just fun trash talk. So that covers uh, the gold pool uh, on that side. So 2K and Chill is 2-0 and in the gold pool. Uh, we had a couple other uh, teams playing. The Omni Gang uh, played a game. The Spartans played a game. I haven't been able to get in the win column yet. Uh, I see Rap all right, but got in the win column with a win. Uh, so that pool is coming along a little bit. Uh, it's tough to match up, obviously. Uh, we're doing our best to get those matchups in. Uh, we'll definitely keep working on that throughout the week. Uh, teams have been trying. Uh, shout out to them for, for coming out and uh, spending their time trying to get those matchups in on the uh, – Black side of the PS4, uh, we have the Cool Breeze out to a strong start. Probably the favorite in that pool. They're one and zero. They got a game in against the Wrecking Crew last night and were victorious. Uh, so that was a cool matchup to watch there late night on the SL2K League Pass there for the SL2K Plus Invitational Tournament. Uh, Old Goats Triple Threat Most Wanted. Uh, haven't been able to register a game yet. Uh, Old Goats and Triple Threat and Wrecking Crew all were trying to do the simul uh, matchup with three teams in the party. Uh, we weren't successful for about two hours, so it wasn't for lack of effort. Uh, so the PS4 teams are out here trying, uh, for sure, trying to get these matchups in, and we'll get an update on that tournament as it proceeds throughout the week. Uh, if you look at the Xbox side, uh, not a lot of action in the gold pool. Uh, we had Downpour uh, play OTB Gaming. Uh, OTB's been in there every day looking for matchups, uh, so shout out to them and Loki. Uh, they're even playing in Rising Star league at, at the same time and uh, making accommodations uh, pushing back schedules uh, for the tournament so i appreciate all their efforts and uh, appreciate uh, downpour for coming out and playing as well uh, hopefully the rest of the teams can get in the action uh, that's dig deeps uh, pool uh, re- uh, 
roundtable execs. I always say retweet execs. Uh, God's plan, uh, zero and zero as well. So those are active teams. Uh, we should see some uh, action from them real soon and look for those streams on SL2K Live. Uh, get a quick uh, look at the Black Pool on the Xbox side. Uh, always mistaken. has been uh, definitely out here playing. They're one and zero, looking for matchups. Uh, tried and weren't successful last night. I know with uh, Bang Out, uh, no jumpers. Got two games in. They're one and one. Uh, exclusive gods came out with the first game and lost and uh, they haven't played a game since then uh, but they've been active in the chat uh, looking for matchups and same with deadshot they're all in one but have been looking for games so uh, the blackpool is coming along as well uh, shout out to nba 2k plus again for hosting that tournament uh, they've been very flexible and uh, doing a great job communicating in the uh, tournament chats making sure everybody has the right information and everybody can get those games and so piff what do you suggest for getting match uh, matchups in there is there any special tricks or anything we can talk about to help uh, those teams get those games in that we can cover on the podcast here honestly there's really nothing like everybody knows the same thing three two one go every 30 seconds it changes elite levels but truth of the matter is it's the higher elite level you are the easier it is to match up and it's not nothing to do with the level it's the amount of people playing on that level so if you go into a night and you're looking for a matchup e6 teams they might only have four or five teams out there so when you try to match up, there's, there's a 50-50 shot you're going to get that or a one and three shot. So, you know, you give it one or two goes and you're going to get that matchup. Same thing with E5. E4, it starts to get a little harder. E3, it gets harder than that. When you get down to that E1 level, there's a hundred or so teams playing. So they're going to match you up to the people closer to you, to the people with almost identical records. Like we were legit on an E1 team last night that we have. Um, we use it for a warm-up before we play our league games. And we were trying to match up with the Spartans. And they got matched up with Millie and the Cool Breeze before they matched up with us. It's kind of like Millie and the Cool Breeze is almost E4. They might even be E4. Like, how are they going to give them the matchup over the E1 team? I think, you know, the, the PlayStation, uh, you know, 2K, like the matchmaking, it's, it's really bad. Like, that's something they really have to implement. And I really hope they give it to us in 2K19. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's the hope. Well, we're still waiting on that info. They haven't given us the info yet, but obviously that would change. It would be a game changer for everybody, all the main leagues and on our league included. We could do a lot more fun things and have an easier situation for keeping track of everything in terms of the standings and hopefully even the stats one day where they could incorporate it all in the console. That would be amazing too. Uh, but baby steps, we'll see. Hopefully we can at least get lobbies first. Uh, so the next topic I wanted to get into here, uh, we covered the tournament. Uh, once again, shout out to NBA 2K+. Plus. Appreciate everything you're doing uh, hosting that tournament for us. Make sure to follow and support their content because uh, they've been a big partner for us in uh, getting some matchups in our league and creating a fun little competition uh, tournament going on in midseason, which counts towards the record. So it's uh, you know it means something in our league. Uh, so definitely check out the streams. Uh, so what's going on with the Admi gang, uh, Rich? There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of gossip. It's a uh, uh, water cooler topic in the SL2K boardrooms uh, across the community uh you know from state to state border to border worldwide uh what's what's the deal with the on me gang i saw some snapshots the triple uh, threat access submitted them to my office uh today uh the commissioner's desk i saw some you know troubling things some dms going around is there like a split up going on at the the Omni gang here what's what's happening uh what's going on break us break it down and fill us in on the situation well, to be honest with you, uh, from the beginning of the season, man, uh, it's been a core three guys, uh, you know, a few other guys. Uh, we've, won a, we've won a lot of games, those core three. Um, we've also, you know, lost a lot of games without those core three on the court, you know. Um, 
you know, people don't always get the, the right schedule they want, you know, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's hard to be patient, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially when you feel like you could just, you know, put on, you know, you feel like you're, you're good enough to just put out whatever team and just win. But, uh, you know, that's not always the case. And so, you know, you see, you know, to get in those top four teams, you're going to have to have less than, you know, double digit losses pretty much, or, you know, maybe 11, you know, maybe 15, you know, having 22, 25 losses, just isn't going to do it. And so, you know, as the season ended, you know, we ended our uh, season at 60 and 22. Uh, you know, I suggested we just wait, you know, and not, uh, not run any more games. Um, you know, but uh, the, the record continue, continues to grow, you know, and the percentage definitely isn't going up. It's going down. So, you know, I go, you know, go out of town for a day, come back, and it's like, you know, two more losses, you know, three more wins. And it's like, all right, well, you know, who was running? What what's going on? You know, we, we should just wait, you know, wait it out. You know, nobody's really uh, listened to each other's advice. You know, I don't know if a breakup is going to happen. You know, honestly, uh, it's up in the air. It's up in the air. You know, a lot of things going back and forth. Uh, in a perfect world, um, you know what I mean? Everybody would just kind of listen to the advice that needs to be listened to. And we would just play and everything be straight. But, you know, apparently it's not like that. So. Okay, so tell me about the core three you mentioned. Uh, that's, I guess, K-Rod uh, would be one of those. He's one of our leading players, uh, all-star this season. Uh, the team owner, Ill, uh, Will, uh, he's averaging 12.1, 78%, uh, six boards. So uh, he's a big man, I guess, uh, playmaking big, something like that, 5.7 uh, assists. What's his build, Ill, Will? Uh, okay. All right, he's a three. Okay, so he's versatile. He gets a lot of stuff done. Uh, one point two steals per game. One point two blocks are the stats on him. K Rod's just having a lights out season. Uh, Twenty nine point seven points per game, uh, killing it from the field. Seventy one percent and sixty four percent are the shooting splits there. He also dishes the rock. Uh, he's three point three assists per game. Uh, one point eight boards. One point one steals. A uh, three point champ. Uh, the list goes on for K Rod. He's building a, a nice resume here in season two. Uh, through his play with the on me gang and obviously rich uh, referring to himself as the third part of that big three uh so rich is at 13.7 points per game uh 69 and 38 are the splits uh 6.3 rebounds and 2.2 assists he also gets 1.6 steals and 1.3 blocks so that's the big three uh that rich was talking about with the on me gang uh so what started all this you said it was uh your record you know you guys got off to a good start you were a playoff team and then it, it kind of started sliding a little bit so you you said uh, there were kind of different people added to the team. What specifically happened that led to kind of that slide and, and all the issues starting? Well, to be honest with you, from the start, um, Tiff pinned us right. We play uh, freestyle basketball a lot of times, to be honest. like We, we could run it down and simplify it. And uh, most time with good spacing, it, it works because we all know how to cook our matchups and whatnot. So, you know, space it out. I set a nice screen for K-Rod. You know, K-Rod knows how to cook his matchup too. So, yeah. Um, when it comes down to it, not everybody could play that style of basketball. So it kind of only works with our specific lineup. So that's why I stress so much, you know, if we should just run it with the lineup. See, when you play that kind of basketball, you know, you're, you're susceptible just to taking losses, a lot of losses, you know, even losses, a lot of losses in a row, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's something I can't really call because they're not really a true coach of the team. You know, it's, it's not something that uh, happens, you know, definitely freestyle ball, um, like Piff said. 
So you think there needs to be more communication both on and off regarding what the team direction is, uh, kind of avoiding those 500 stretches of ball. What do you think, Piff? Do you agree with that from uh, your outside perspective? I know you've been following Rich's career here in the SL2K. What do you think uh, in terms of the Omni gang and what you see unfolding here with their recent slide? Well, it, there's, there's a lot of things to look at. First off, let's stop sugarcoating this bullshit, Rich. You are being too politically correct. Somebody from the team page hit me up like two weeks ago asking me for advice. I don't know who it was because a bunch of them be on there. They, they were like, this is our record. You know, we're looking for playoffs. What should we do? I kept it 100 with them. I said, yo, sit back and chill. Don't play games. See what everybody's doing. And then if you have to make a push that last week to try, that's what you do. I even heard the Army gang unfollowed K-Rod today. How are you going to unfollow the best three-point shooter in the league? Your main <laughs> You're going to drop him off, not follow him? What is going on there, Rich? What's the deal? What's the real drama? Spill it. All right. Listen, listen. I'm from Cali, you know, uh, Kiff. He's from Brooklyn. You know, he lives out of Cali, but we're straight shooters, all right? I'll shoot it straight, man. I don't know. I don't know where some of these people are from. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what they got going on in their life, you know, and whatnot. But uh, some people really commit to this type of thing. And if you can't commit to that, then don't be an owner. Don't be a team leader. Don't. And don't get mad when somebody else tries to step forward and do that. And, I mean, I, I made a highlight page for the team. You know, I made some cool little, like, profile pics and whatnot for everybody. I made, you know, some highlight videos that are pretty cool to watch. Um, you know, if, everybody, if anybody hasn't seen them, go, you know, check them out. They've been retweeted by the league, you know, you know everything like that. And, you know, I make them of all the teammates and everything like that. And, you know, people don't, see, people don't understand, like, that takes a lot of time to do. That's, like, a lot of effort. That's a lot of hours. That's extra work. Just making the team, just hyping the team up, just building cloud, just, you know, getting those invites to those leagues. Because, you know, a lot of leagues, a lot of, a lot of those uh, tournaments, they don't they invite people who are active in the community, who are on Twitter, who have those, those TER <laughs> ratings and whatnot. So it's just, right. it's, I don't know. It's like, I, don't, I, I would just go check out the team page. I don't know. Everything kind of talks for itself. I, I would just check it out. So what's the fix? What's the fix, though, Rich? You, do you have to build the team around K-Rod? Is that the problem? Is that, like, the main issue? Is, is that a disagreement? Somebody wants to be the featured player and somebody else should be the featured player? Well, you touched on it a little bit in the previous podcast. Um, picking up the number three three-point shooter in the league, hypertension, uh, at, is, like, Laquan Staley. He's a, he's a good player, but, I mean, that kind of clogged up all our three-point shooting lanes, having two three-point shooters out there like that. Um, um, even other people getting picked up, you know, late in the season, you know, they see all the stuff on Twitter. They they get hype, you know, they think, oh, you know, I'm about to take over this league and whatnot. And then people get real selfish. They start coming onto a team thinking that they're about to just change the team when it's like you see what K-Rod does. You see what he puts up. We're going to continue to do what we can to help him put it up to, you know, because even if we're out of a playoff race, we continue to keep his stats really good to, you know, have him win rookie of the year. I still think he's a good candidate for rookie of the year, if not the candidate for rookie of the year. But, you know, sliding and just, you know, taking his stats away from him is just is not going to help. And, I mean, K-Rod's with me on all this stuff. Um, you know, I, I don't like to make any enemies in the league. Um, I know Piff likes to be a bad guy, but, I mean, I, I'll be a bad guy if I have to, man. I think I think it takes a, a leader to, on a team to really be successful, to beat good teams. And in this, in this league, I think you can get away with having a regular season of just uh, matching up with teams and having a really good record, but the tournaments really, really should, will bring out like uh, 
you know, th- those type of flaws, the leadership flaws, those things that you, you really need to work on with your team. Hey, man, that's uh, the st- that's the well. Let me get this in, Piff, before you go into your rant. I know you got something to say, but that's the psychology of the format that we have with the plus tournament. Is we're trying to see who's up to snuff, who's ready to be a comp player. You guys all talk about wanting to be in the league. You talk about wanting to be, uh, you know, more featured in the community, more known in the community. But can you step up and get a match done? Can you step up and be dedicated to the two-hour sit-down and getting a match done? Can you stay together through a whole season of 82 games? That's the format of the league this year. So going in, we may not do that next cycle. We may not do that. It's a long season. But this purpose was to find out who's down, who's a real team, who can we push and market towards the future of being you know, a professional candidate. Uh, and we're seeing some teams step up and do that, and we're seeing some teams kind of fold under the pressure. Uh, so that's all I wanted to say on it. You can go ahead, Piff. My bad. All right, first off, how the hell am I the bad guy? I do nothing but show love <laughs> to everybody. The only thing I tell people is sheep should not call out lions. And that's the facts. Like, I have not come at anybody's neck who that has not said something to me. Besides that, I'm at everybody that DMs me. I do nothing but show love. That first time you slip up, don't cross that line, I'm coming for you. I'm not like you. I'm a different breed. I am 30 points plus. Every game on anyone, MPBA, WR, SL2K, put me to play with anybody and I'm scoring. It doesn't matter. Well, uh, we'll see how the Odd Me gang is able to take it into uh, 2K19. Uh, I did want to talk about uh, some other topics as we get into uh, the next segment of the podcast here. Uh, we had a post uh, go up on the feed of the SL2K feed uh, regarding our off season. Uh, obviously, the season ends on August 15th, and we'll have our playoffs, and the next season is going to take place on 2K19 when that game comes out. Uh, so I want to know what you guys think about the off season and how we're going to handle those activities. We obviously did a draft last season, and that was pretty successful. We had had fun doing that. We did some combine activities uh, and things of that nature and some showcase games and some open gym uh, format stuff. Uh, but I'm looking to do uh, maybe some more advanced stuff and dive in a little deeper uh, to the off season and, and maybe have uh, more flexibility uh, for certain players and certain teams or, or, you know, whatever the case may be, in addition to evaluating our, our current crop of teams and seeing who's going to be going forward with us. Uh, so let me start with uh, Rich, uh, you know, as a younger comp player in the community, what do you want to experience as a player in a league uh, like this? a free league uh, in terms of an off season and, and what would be fun to uh, do in, in terms of what we can do going into the next uh, season three here. Each team should have their, obviously their owner and they should each get two blue chips. You know, they get to pick two players they pick with them. And then, you know, all the people get to go to a draft pool and whatnot. Um, and, the, and they do a draft. I'll see how that works out. You know, drafts don't always work out the best because, you know, people are like, well, I obviously want to be on his team. So then they just kind of force their way off the team and onto another team. Um, <clears throat> You know, I think that's part of what makes SL2K so great is just the freedom just to do what you want. But I do think there should be some rules. Um, I think a draft would be fun. But I do think you definitely should let people have the option to at least keep, you know, two or three of their favorite players that they already want, you know. But I think I think above that, you know, it'd be fun just to work out with new people because then you just meet more people. And, you know, you know, who knows, you might even have a better team. Where, what do you think about like the number of teams? Should we cut back on that, or do you think we should keep the like a, a lot of teams and a lot of opportunities and kind of have more flexibility as we've done in this season? I think you should uh, you should put the boot on. I think you should you should boot more teams. <laughs> if you have below a sixty percent win percentage, boot after 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 uh, forty games below sixty percent, you're getting a boot done out. 
over. Okay. Piff, what about you, man? What about the off season? What do you think about the off season activities? Um, the off season should be off season, brother. Like teams should do what they want. Teams should be able to sign who they want. Anybody can go anywhere. Uh, you know, there's no real contracts here. Like you said, this is a free league. People feel like they're gonna have more fun playing with somebody else. It, it should be it's their go on that point. They they could do what they want. In the off season, what I'd like to see, um, NBA two K plus, I think you guys should host another tournament and we should have fun when this league is over, right before two K nineteen comes out. Maybe even get that uh that other league in there too, and we could have like a matchup like five on five from each league. That sounds yeah. fun to me. That 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 sounds that sounds like a good time to me, and um, as far as like the whole team thing, Rich has a bad concept when when it when it comes to that. It doesn't matter what your win loss is, honestly. Like SL two K was made for everybody to come out, compete, and have fun and to grow. So you know, like you you're seeing this right now. Perfect example is is our boy Millie and the Cool Breeze. Last year they came out, they had a bad season. They did not do great. They were mediocre, not a great win percentage, nothing. They stuck together. They stuck it out. They grinded. Now they're playing in WR leagues together. They're one of the top teams in SL2K, and they've just come along. That's what it's really about to be in the spotlight. It's not about your win percentage. It's about sticking with it, trusting the process, and going through it. If you start your first team and you guys go 13 and 50, I'm just giving you rough numbers. But you stuck through that whole season, played your games, did what you had to do, and building group, you had a successful season. Now, you take somebody like Rich's team, the Army Gang, who started out well, were in a playoff contention, they made bad decisions, and now they're fighting. This is what you don't want. Like, that's not a good league experience. That's what you don't want to be part of. Like, unfollowing people on Twitter, changing your team roster every other day. Like, that's not the way to go about it. It's not about win percentage. It's about building a team. Word. I agree with that. Uh, my perspective would be kind of similar. I'd like to see some cool stuff, like maybe even a salary cap uh, for our teams that are established. I don't know. I have crazy ideas on how we could evolve uh, this format. I'm not talking about like anything real, obviously, but maybe like a structured way that the teams could be managed. So we have like kind of a, a numbers system to evaluate uh, players that uh, contribute more games played or more uh, contributions on the score sheet and have them worth more and, and have trade scenarios worked out that way. Uh, so there's a lot of fun things that we could do. I'm not sure about the draft either uh, that was a fun thing that we kind of had to reach out to the community uh, we could definitely do that again if the community's in favor of it uh, but we'll see going in i want to get everybody's feedback on that uh, so make sure you post uh, what you guys want to do how you guys want the off season to take place uh, reach out to us at sl2k proam uh, on twitter and uh, give us your thoughts and feedback uh, we had several people reach out uh, a lot of the community said the same thing uh, as piff was saying like just a general freedom across the board uh, have it be where people can move teams or establish their own teams going into the next cycle, uh, which, you know, that's cool with me. I think that's a good option. I, I like to see flexibility and people having fun. I, I think that's the main thing in the end. And I think I agree with Piff also. If you want to be competitive, you also have to have some degree of loyalty to your team and be willing to stick it out through those tough times and and grow your offense and grow your vers versatility and decide what roles people have and, and just grow your team that way. And then um, opportunities will come your way. Uh, cool Breeze are doing big things in the community. They're going to be participating in some uh, named uh, platforms, some known platforms uh, in the community coming up. And that's all through their growth in uh, SL2K. So that speaks to Piff's point about this uh, league being a, a growing spot or a 
hub where you can kind of mold your skills and more mold your marketing of your branding and your team and uh, take it uh, anywhere that you want to go in the 2K community. Uh, so that brings me uh, into the next topic here. We had a cool uh, feature on the uh, SL2K uh, feed on Twitter uh, regarding the NBA 2K Pro League uh, teams. Of course, uh, they're having their first season uh, this summer. It's been going pretty well for them. Uh, they've been doing a great job with their presentation and, and marketing the uh, individual players. But we wanted to dive into the, kind of the Twitter numbers of the social account. Uh, so I used our SL2K tur ratings uh, to evaluate the same way that I do for the SL2K teams. Uh, I applied those metrics to the NBA 2K League Twitter handles, and I got some interesting numbers. There's a wide discrepancy, actually. The Wizards uh, District Gaming uh, came in first in the rankings with a 12,000 tur, which was 8,000 more than the next team, which was Utah Jazz. Uh, so that was really interesting. Uh, a lot of discrepancy there. The lower tier teams are in the 3,000s. Uh, we have Roundtable Execs as a 3,000s tur team in just the short time we've been running SL2K. Uh, if you look at uh, Triple Threat, Triple Threat's 5,000. So they would be like a top 10 pro league caliber social media team. Uh, so that was really interesting. What did you think about that, Piff? That was kind of a cool thing that we covered. Oh, I thought the number game was awesome, dude. Like, just watching you guys break down the numbers like that. Um, you know, we were really talking about it when you put it out, too. And um, I was talking to Cryptic about it, actually. And I don't know if you guys know, but Cryptic did make the league. Um, he chose not to go because his daughter was just born. So shout out to him. But what he was telling me is, like, um, these kids could be setting themselves up for the future. They should be on social media every day, putting themselves out there. They should be streaming everywhere they are, you know, like blogging. And he said that they're, they're really underutilizing like what they're given. You know, they have NBA teams and PR reps. And to think that a SL2K team is hitting the same TER as them, like they, they're not taking advantage of what they should be. Like these kids should be coming out of there with a hundred thousand YouTube subscribers, like 200,000 followers on Twitch, like just yeah. teams in general. And they're barely putting stuff out. Like yeah. we're competing with them in TER and we're a, a second, a second year league, a second season league. Like they, they really got to step their numbers up. Like they have the whole look of the NBA behind them. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And it was really interesting to look at, in particular, the SL2K main feed numbers, which is pretty crazy because if you look at this context, I'll give you an example. So the leading team, the Wizards, has 16,900 likes, uh, roughly. Uh, that's what's measured on their 2K profile. You can look that up directly uh, just by going on their page on a web uh, browser and check out that information. So the SL2K League, we have over 27,000 likes. So that's almost double uh, in that situation. And it's more than the top probably 10 teams combined uh, for, in terms of just likes on the account for the 2K Pro League. Uh, so it's pretty crazy numbers uh, that we do uh, just in terms of the social media outreach. Uh, we would be right there on par with what they're doing in terms of their marketing. So I think that's an opportunity. It's worth discussing when you look at what an independent league is capable of. There's leagues with uh, you know even bigger followings than ours. So I mean, I would like to see those numbers too. If those teams were more uh, you know, marketing themselves and branding out, out on Twitter more. So it's a, a great platform. Uh, we see some of the numbers 
numbers coming out, the old goats reaching 2 million uh, Twitter feeds uh, recently, a couple of weeks ago. So it's crazy what you can accomplish. Uh, we were shouted out on the Johnny 2K podcast uh, recently, the 2K Syndicate uh, podcast. He did like a minute segment about our league, just uh, talking about what we're doing for the community. And that's just in four or five months or whatever it's been of just hard work and continuously tweeting, uh, using our handles the right way. Uh, it's a very powerful platform. And, and like Piff said, if it's underutilized, you're missing an opportunity. And it's an opportunity that I intend not to miss with SL2K. I encourage all of our members to follow the program and uh, don't lose faith in what we're doing. Uh, not that anybody has at this point, but I just want to reinforce that point, uh, make it concrete uh, for everybody to keep moving forward with it, man. Use our use our handles, use our mentions, uh, use our different accounts and opportunities with commentary uh, and the SL2K classics and get involved with the community. Shout out the pages, shout out different members. Uh, we'll, we'll retweet everything that you guys mention us in. So we want to grow your brand, uh, approach it in a professional manner, and you'll have a ton of opportunity. Uh, there's already people in our league that are getting opportunities. I can't really go into it, uh, but there's a lot of different things going on with the 2K Pro League and, and the people that are insiders within that community uh, reaching out uh, to the, the groundswell, the underbelly, uh, reaching out to the Pro-Am leagues that are independent. Uh, independently operating. So uh, we have a chance there to get on board and latch on and network with some of these people. So don't miss out on that and uh, use those channels. We share them every day. Uh, be active, follow the league feed and follow the teams. Uh, we have great things going on and it's a really exciting time for the Pro-Am community. Um, so that's all we have really for the podcast today. I want to thank my guests, 24 uh, seven Piff, the legend, 99 overall, dropping people off, uh, calling out names and coming for blood. And I want to thank Rich Bailey. Uh, you can reach him uh, at Big Bailey 30 on Twitter, uh, aka Jackie Moon, making his first appearance on the podcast. Thanks for uh, coming on, Rich. I appreciate it, man. Oh, yeah, man. Anytime, bro. You're going to catch me out there. Anybody who wants smoke can get smoke for today. I appreciate everybody for listening, man. Great support around the community. SL2K is out here thriving. Uh, so keep getting those tourney games in. We'll look for your streams. Uh, I'm your host, Prophecy, once again. Uh, thanks to Piff for coming on. Once again, he's been a featured guest. Uh, you can catch me at Prophecy underscore SL2K and you can reach us at SL2K Pro-Am. Thanks once again to at NBA2K Plus for sponsoring our current tournament and look for those streams. Hashtag SL2K Plus and we are signing off. We appreciate you. The team hot, better call a timeout Got you in the hole and you struggling to climb out I mean, who really got a problem? Let me find out Team full of shooters, you would think we ran a five out yeah. The Marauders is the name to remember All hell, us like when it rained in the winter Me, I got the whole fucking game locked down Why you think I went ahead and made a defense?